This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast, which is all about thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business. So if you're listening, I'm guessing it's because you are thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business. The clue is in the title. And I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes of what happens with this podcast and also talking about some things to consider if you are thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business. And the reason this episode um, came up as an idea for me is because it's come up in a few conversations in my new Pets Get Visible mini membership where people are talking about podcasts and how they're thinking of starting one. So I thought I would do a podcast episode on it and that would be a helpful resource for them, but also a helpful resource for anybody else who might be thinking of starting one. I'm going to link to a few episodes of podcasts that I've done with podcasting experts and also people who have podcasts and have pet businesses where they talk about how it helps them in the show notes for this episode. And if you are interested in in joining my Pets Get Visible mini membership, then it would be great to hear from you. Basically, my mini membership is there to support pet business owners. Every month you get your content planned for the month ahead. You get We have live calls where we plan out our marketing. We have quarterly planning calls. We have coaching calls. I've just qualified as a coach. This is my first podcast I've recorded since qualifying. So we have a Q&A um, coaching call every month. We have a monthly planning call for two months ahead. We have a Facebook community and we have lots of other stuff going on. There's a content library with essentials in there that will help you when it comes to marketing your pet business. Things like blog post templates, press release templates. I'm going to be putting the checklist that I talk about in this podcast episode into the resource library. So lots of helpful stuff in there if you um, want some support when it comes to marketing your pet business. And at the time of recording in December 2022, it's at a very reasonable cost of living crisis price of £15 a month. So, or 170 for the year. It will be going up in 2023. So if you'd like to dive in and get support from me every week and have live calls every month, then um, head to the show notes of this episode and there'll be a link to go and hop inside. So now onto the main part of the show where I'm going to be talking about what to do if you're thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business. So a little bit of background, I am not by any stretch of the imagination saying that I'm an expert on starting a podcast. I'm going to share my experience and things that I think you should consider if you are thinking of starting one. And that is gleaned from my own experience of having one for just coming up to three years. There are podcast experts out there and I'm going to link to them in the show notes and they are far better equipped to tell you about podcasting than I am. But if you listen to this podcast and you know me and you want to hear my experience and my take on it all, then you're going to find this episode helpful. So talk a little bit about my story. First of all, I launched my podcast back in March 2020 and I was always going to launch it then before we had the lockdown. It was set, my start date was set the the December before, so December 2019. And I'd been blogging for a couple of years, a good few years actually beforehand, and I'd written a book, Publicity for Pet Businesses, um, the I think about 18 months before I launched my podcast in August um, 2018, it was published. And the reason why I decided to launch a podcast was because um, I was really passionate about my topic and I knew that people wanted to know more about how to get press coverage and how to raise the profile of their pet business. And I felt like I'm not, I don't, I'm a bit self-conscious. I'm not a massive fan of lives and video. I do them when, when I, when I do them when I can, but I don't do them all the time. But I felt like a podcast was going to be a platform where I could really kind of 
just put a bit more of me into it. When you write, then, you know, you've got a limit on words. There's a limit on how much you can say. And you can put your personality into it to an extent, but a podcast lets you give so much more. So that's why I decided to launch a podcast. And I have to say, I was very self-conscious at the beginning. And I still am a little bit now. I'd been a journalist for, and I still am a journalist, but I've been a journalist for like nearly 20 years when I launched the podcast. So I had experience of interviewing and putting together articles and writing and, you know, digging into a topic whatever it was whether it was you know how to launch a blog or you know how to overcome imposter syndrome or how to get more reviews whatever it was I could always go away and research it and write it and and put that together I had that skill already but actually talking and interviewing people live and all of that going out live rather than just chopping bits out and writing up the quotes I did feel a bit self-conscious about but I think as you get more experience and you find your stride then the self-conscious element of it it goes away eventually but at first I felt really self-conscious interviewing people even though I've been doing it for like 20 years because I thought well people are going to hear the whole interview they're going to hear all of my waffling and rambling and if my questions get jumbled up um and but I think one of my big things is take imperfect action don't feel like everything's got to be perfect I listen to some new podcasts they sound like the BBC that's amazing but that isn't me and if you want perfect then I'm probably not going to be your cup of tea so that was my background I had worked as a journalist for many years, um, had interview experience, had writing experience, and I had, you know, the the whole concept of putting a piece together, had the experience there, which was helpful. And I chose my topic because I already had an audience of people who were following me on social media, who had bought my book, who were in my Facebook group, who were interested in raising the profile and getting publicity for their pet business. So that's how I ran, went about mine. So I kind of knew, I already knew um, my topic really well, and I knew that it was really broad and I know sometimes when people think about doing a podcast, they might think, oh God, what if I'm going to, what if I run out of ideas? What if I'm doing a podcast about spaniels, for example, and I run out of things to talk about? Rest assured, if you're doing a podcast about spaniels, you will never run out of things to talk about. Whatever you do a podcast about, as long as you're passionate about it, you're never, ever going to run, run out of things to talk about. So that's my first thing I want you to take away from this. When I did my training, I did an online course with um, Janet Murray and a guy called Colin Gray, who's a podcasting expert, and Janet Murray's a content marketing expert. They uh, Their online course was brilliant. I'm not sure if it's still available, but because it was a few years ago now, but one of the things Colin said was, when you think about your topic, go an inch, an inch wide and a mile deep. So if you think about, you know, you've got a small topic, but you go really, really deep into it. And, you know, I could talk for hours about press releases or for hours about writing blogs or for hours about all manner of things. So don't ever worry that you're not going to, um, that a topic is too small because you can just go into so much detail about it and really, really dig deep into it. Um, so one thing I want to get across is that I thought I might run out of steam, but you never do run out of steam. You never run out of ideas. Um, the other thing I do with my podcast is I use it to answer the common questions that come up all the time um, in my inbox, on social media, in my Facebook group. If something's coming up regularly, then I know I can do a podcast about it and it's going to be really useful content. So I think the other thing to consider if you are doing a podcast is think about being helpful, providing helpful content. Your podcast is there so people find you because you're answering the questions that they're coming up with all of the time. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then the best thing for you to do to make that helpful is just write a big list of the questions that you're already being asked. And that is going to be like your first 10, 20, 30, 50 episodes already. And you know, when you're recording it, you're going to have that reassurance that you're giving people something valuable as well. Um, 
Another thing from my experience, I use it to answer common questions. I also use it to sell courses and programs and my membership and one-to-ones and people, people find the podcast. And if they like what they listen to on the podcast, then they can find out more about coming to work with me. They might send me a message on email or on social media, but if they like what they hear, it is a platform for me to make money for me to sell my courses. That is how I monetize this podcast. So I have my mini membership. I have a mastermind where I work closely with pet business owners. I've got, I only ever work with eight at a time in my mastermind. And that is a combination of group coaching and one-to-one. I also have my get in the press, uh, which is now a one day one-to-one coaching online course. And I also have like one-to-ones where you can have an hour or 90 minutes or a half day with me they're my key products and people generally book in for those because they found me via the podcast. So this is my main way of bringing people into my world, really. Some people find me on social media, then find the podcast, but a lot of the time people find the podcast, then find me on social media. And then the podcast is a way of working out whether they feel like I'm the kind of person they want to work with, whether they feel like they can trust me to help them, whether they feel like they know I know what I'm talking about and whether they want to make that next step. So that's how I monetize my podcast. I answer the common questions, give them the reassurance, and then if people want to come and work with me, they can do. One thing I don't do is I don't have sponsorship. And the reason why I don't have sponsorship is because I want to retain editorial control over this podcast. And I feel like if I did have a sponsor, and this is, I'm going to do a whole podcast on this um, from a slightly different angle. Um, But if I did have a sponsor, they would want some editorial control over what went out. At this stage in time, I'm not sure how that would work. So that's why I don't have sponsorship. Um, I want, as I say, I want to be in control of what goes out in this podcast. I don't want somebody telling me what I need to say and do. Um, And my experience of sponsorship, some have been great. Some have not been so great. Um, So that's what's put me off um, sponsorship. I'm not saying I'm going to rule it out if it was the right sponsor. Um, But at this stage in time, I don't have any sponsored podcasts. So that's my background. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, I've just told you about like what I know, my experience. And if you want to hear my things to consider, having heard my experience, then I'm going to go on to them now. So these are the things that I feel you should consider if you're thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business. First of all, like how regularly, how often is your podcast going to be? This is really important because you don't want to overwhelm yourself at the beginning. You want to make life easy for yourself. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can do a regular podcast. So you say, I'm going to do a podcast every week, every month, every fortnight. And that is the um, the publishing schedule that you stick to. Another thing that you can do, which is I would really recommend if you're just going into this, um, is to start with a season. So a season could be four episodes, could be six, it could be as many as you want. But you just set the amount of numbers you have in a season and then you would publish a season of podcasts. So a really good example of someone who does this at the moment Helen Perry, she has the Just Bloody Post-It podcast and I'll link to her podcast in the show notes. She pu- she has seasons, so she'll go away, she'll do a, do a big batch of interviews, a big block of interviews, publish those and then she'll have a break. So I'm putting this podcast out in December. She will be on her break now and she'll come back in New Year. Um, so how often are you going to publish? Basically pick something that's doable for you. Don't overwhelm yourself, set yourself up for success. Then have a think about your kit. So I'm going to link to a podcast episode I did with Ant McGinley. He is like the king of podcasting. He is a real expert and he'll talk you through the kit that you need. But the essentials that you would need would be half decent microphone, something to record on. If you want to have headphones, great. I don't actually use headphones. I have got them, but I don't use them because they're a bit heavy on my head. But 
you know, your microphone is going to be your key piece of kit and you're going to have a computer or a mobile phone that you can record on. So that's the kit you need to get started. Then consider whether you're going to go solo or have interviews or a mix. So this podcast is a mix of solo episodes and interviews. I used to be a little bit funny about having to do solo one week and then interview and alternate, but I've got a little bit more relaxed about it now and I will mix things up. So I have recently done, I think I've done three interviews and now this is a solo episode. So again, you know, if you want to just get started and you're on your own, great. And then you can bring in interviews. I feel just if you want to start a podcast, just start and, you know, worry about these things later. But then I am very much a start before you're ready kind of person. But if you're thinking of doing a podcast, I would love for you to just crack on with it. So do what feels right for you. You can do solo, you can do guests, or you can do a mix. I feel doing a mix just leaves it really open. And again, you can just be really relaxed and you just make it your own. Um, so that's another thing to consider. Another thing is how will it help your business? So I talked a little bit about how my podcast helps my business earlier. Do you want it to bring in money or is it a passion project? I mean, a passion project can also bring in money as well. But if you're thinking a podcast is going to make me money, I'm going to get sponsorship. I'm going to do this. It's going to fuel this. How is it going to make you money? How are you going to measure that? How are you going to measure that ROI? Um, So if that's what you're going into your podcast thinking, then you are going to, unless you see that ROI, you're probably going to give up. Personally, I would not think about monetizing a podcast or expecting anything from it at the beginning. You might have a brilliant audience full of, let's say you've got, let's say you are a chihuahua trainer and you've got a brilliant Facebook group full of thousands of chihuahua owners and then you decide to launch a podcast and three months in you launch an online course that you talk about on your podcast that all these chihuahua owners listen to and love you're going to be able to probably make some money quite quickly but if you're starting something from scratch maybe you've just started out in whatever you do in your pet business it might take you longer so think about you know how it's going to help your business is it going to be do you want to make money from it or is it a passion project If it's a passion project, great. You know, you're going to have to spend a bit of money to get it going, but brilliant to have a passion project. My pet blog is a passion project, which I'm hoping to monetize a little bit further down the line. But that's just something to consider. Will it help your business or is it a passion project? Also going to link to an episode that I did with Greg Patterson. He's a dog trainer and he talks about how his podcast, he's got a local dog training um, business, how his podcast helps his local business. So I think you'll find that helpful to listen to as well. Then again, how will you measure growth and success? What does success look like for you? It might be a thousand downloads every month. It might be that you get sponsorship within three months. You know, how are you going to measure that? Because that's going to be really important in helping you keep going when you might have those days where you might think, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know if I've got it in me to put my podcast out today or this week. Um, Then another thing to consider is, you know, is this what people want? Have you tested it? Have you tested the whole concept? You know, have you asked your audience if they would listen to it? Are you doing something that you've already built a new audience for? So the Chihuahua example is a good one. If you've already got an audience full of Chihuahua owners, if you said, "Do you th- would you like it if I did a podcast? They're probably going to be like, as long as they listen to podcasts, they're going to be up for listening to you, aren't they? And it would be a great way for you to find more Chihuahua owners. So, you know, is it what people want? Are you going off on one? I'm creating something before knowing that people actually want this because if you did do that then it's going to be quite disheartening if you don't get the pickup that you anticipate. I'm saying this is somebody who's learnt by experience. I started a pet blog and I didn't have an audience. I didn't have an email list. I didn't have any social media followers. I just went straight in and started the blog and I did it I did it the wrong way around as far as the experts say. I did it back to front. 
Normally people say to build the audience and then launch the thing. I launched the thing and then built the audience. There's no right or wrong way here, but I'm sharing my experience with you and sharing that example because if you're thinking I'm going to make a podcast, build it and they will come, build it and they won't come. Like if you build a podcast and you haven't got an audience already there, then you're going to have to work to get the audience. And I'm saying that from my own experience. I was lucky in that I had a journalism background and I was able to build an audience quite quickly because I went and found really good topics and really interesting people and that helped build it. But if you're thinking I'm going to do a podcast on something that nobody knows me for and that, you know, I just want to explode, it's going to take some time. With your topics, um, as I said earlier, don't ever worry you're going to, don't ever worry you're going to run out of topics, but do sit down and brainstorm your topics. I would say come up with at least 20 topics before you get started and think about an inch wide, a mile deep. So pick a really small area of what you talk about and just go really deep into it. Another thing to consider is your recording software. So I'm recording this as we speak on Audacity, which is a free recording software. I do my solo um, podcast on that. I also have a brilliant app and it's the Rode app. Um, so Rode make microphones um, and other podcasting kit. And you can get like a little plug-in Rode app that you can put into your mobile phone. Now, I sometimes, if I'm out and about, if I'm in a hotel or something like that, and I've got my my bigger microphone with me, I can record a podcast into the Rode app on my phone. I've just got a little plug-in microphone, so I record it on there, and it's actually really, really good sound quality as well. Love it. So I use Audacity, I use Rode if I'm recording on my phone, and I also use Zoom if I'm interviewing people. Um, I use Zoom anyway, um, and you can get free Zoom for, I think, 40 minutes, but I've got the paid program because I do use it for my online courses and stuff. I'm about to upgrade and go onto Riverside, which is a more... Um, it's more for recording like zoom is for all kinds of different things but this is you know it's audio record it's an audio recording platform as i said, don't know very much about it but i'll keep you posted that's going to be 180 dollars a year so i am investing a little bit um, but that's you know i'm three years in so i feel like i should make that investment i tried it on um, i went and did an interview on somebody else's podcast and they used it and i thought yep yeah, i need to um, upgrade a little bit and then you need your publish publishing software so this is where you you get your edited file and you upload it you upload it onto your publishing um, platform and then it gets sent out to apple spotify stitcher all of the different podcast platforms where people listen so i use one called captivate which i pay for every month um, and i know there are free ones as well greg patterson talked about using anchor and there's a few other people i know with podcasts who use anchor so you can use paid ones or you can use free ones you could also edit on anchor as well if you want to edit your own editing something to think about as well I have somebody edit mine for me because I am not very good with tech um my brother-in-law edits my podcast for me and he's brilliant hi Matty um that is because if I try to edit it myself I just end up crying at the laptop so think about outsourcing there's all kinds of different people you can find to do your editing at all kinds of different price points or you can edit it yourself if you're good with technology um, and you can edit on Anchor FM then your website. So do you already have a website because you can host your podcast on your website? And I would suggest that you do because if you have people landing on your website and they're checking you out and you've got a podcast on there, that's going to be a big bank of content they can go and binge on, find out what you're all about. And then that's really going to move them, really move them closer towards you. If you think about, you know, we've got between seven and God knows how many touch points that people need with us before they become a customer or client. 
if somebody goes and listens to your podcast and listens to 20 episodes, they're really, really close. You're really speeding up that 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 trust with them, aren't you? And really speeding up that, buy, that buying process. So do host it on your website as well. So if people land on your website, they can find your podcast there. It can be a case of embedding it on there from Anchor or from Captivate or wherever wherever it is you publish your podcast. I've seen people... Um, just have a list of icons on the website and the name of the podcast episode and then they click off to audio boom or to anchor but the main thing is people find your podcast on your website so you either embed the episode on there or you you have um, a podcast library on there and then you send them off to um your your podcast hosting platform and then finally another thing for you to consider is what will keep you going what will how will you be supported when you are knackered and you don't want to do your podcast or you feel that you're feeling a bit dejected or you're thinking what's the point or you know you just want to chew the fat with other people who might understand about what's going on with your podcast so think about who might support you do you know anybody who's got a podcast do you know um you know so anybody else in your world who you can chat to do you have an accountability buddy what kind of things can you do to keep going when it gets hard again if you are thinking of doing a podcast and you would like some support and you would like some coaching and you would like some ideas and inspiration every month, do consider my Pets Get Visible mini membership for 15 quid a month. You can get all of that and you'll also get my podcast episode checklist, which I'm just about to go through with you now. So this is my checklist. Now, this is quite exhaust, quite exhausting, quite exhausting for me. And it might sound quite exhausting to you as well, listening to it. But I have built this up over three years. So when I first started my podcast, I probably didn't do as much as what I do now. I'm going to run through what I did last week with Aileen's interview. So I did had Aileen Stevenson on the podcast last week. Amazing chat with her about how she creates meaningful social media content. Do go and listen to it because you'll learn so much from it. Whatever you do, whether you're a dog trainer, whether you make products, whatever it is that you do, you are going to love that episode. But I'm going to run through the process that I did when I worked with Aileen. And if you're in a Pets Get Visible membership, I'm going to create this as a download for you as well. So you can go and grab it. So this is a step by step. First of all, I approach Aileen to see if she will come on and give an interview. So I send her an email and say, I'd love for you to come on the podcast. This is the kind of thing I'd like to talk to you about. This is how long it will take. These are the topics I'd like to cover. It would be really amazing to have you on the show. And I do shamelessly beg people to come on my podcast because I know I would only ever approach people who I really want to be on there. And I'm really respectful of their time. And I really want them to say yes to me. So if you do have a podcast, do not be afraid of shamelessly begging people to be on your podcast. Likewise, if you do have a podcast, people should also be putting some effort in to ask to be on your podcast as well. They should be pitching to you. They shouldn't just be saying, I want to be on your podcast. So step number one, I approached Aileen and sent a thoughtful message, even though she's a client of mine, to say, please, will you, and I know really well, to say, please, will you come on my podcast? When she said, yeah, I was dead chuffed. So I came up with a title and I sent off, a, I got a photo of Aileen, sent it off to Alison, who helps me with my featured images, Alison from House of Henry, and she makes the featured images and the artwork um, to go with each episode. So I sent off a headshot and the title to her. I then prepared the questions and sent them over to Aileen so she had a bit of an idea of what we were going to talk about and then we hopped on Zoom and we did the interview and it was awesome chatting to her. The interview took probably about an hour and 20 minutes. It was a longer one but it was really valuable and I did not want to stop talking to her. I had to rein it in. Then I get the Zoom file, download that and I send it off to Matty, the editor. He adds in the intro 
the intro music and the outro and he goes through the episode and takes out any messes that I've made and makes it sound nicer than it does when I first do it. Then he sends me the file back. So that usually takes, sometimes it, some, it usually, he's turned it around like really quickly for me, but give, you know, do record in advance, do try and get ahead of yourself if you are sending off episodes to be edited because, you know, you don't, you don't want to be stressed, you don't want to be running behind and you don't want to be harassing your editor. Again, that is something that I do sometimes, but do as I say, not as I do. Then I get the file back from Matty and I upload it into the Otter app and that will give me give me a transcript and it also gives me the timing so the important questions that I've asked I will be able to find that question in the conversation and I'll be able to say you know 22 minutes in Aileen talks about what it was like when she first posted on Facebook or you know Aileen shares her five tips for dog trainers who want to feel more confident on social media at 32.47 seconds. Um, I then put all of those timestamps into a document. I will listen and write a blog post with the key topics covered. So if it's a Q&A, I won't write the whole thing out because it would be, there'd be all the ums and ums and everything. Um, I usually do a blog post of about 1200 words. I'll then upload the blog onto my website with the featured image and the blog will be put into headings, subheadings and so on. Um, I will then upload the podcast episode into Captivate with an introduction so it will say you know in on the podcast this week I'm talking to Aileen about how to create meaningful social media um you know Aileen is and then I use the same intro basically that I do on my blog on Captivate and then those key timings I copy and I put them into Captivate so if anyone's listening on the on the podcast publishing platform they can skip forward to the bit in the podcast they want to listen to um I then get the um the Captivate file you embed the Captivate file, I embed it on my website and then at seven o'clock every Thursday morning I hit publish and I do it every uh, every Thursday at seven o'clock so people, if people subscribe they get it in their, on their player, they get a notification and it just helps build up that habit of people listening to you Um, so that's my total non-negotiable to publish it every Thursday at 7am. I then write a series of social media posts for the for me so I generally do three posts per episode different angles okay so the first one will be um you know the first one will be what the podcast is all about what people are going to get from it the second one might be some takeaways from it the third one might be some tips it might be I might use a quote I do lots of different things um lots of different angles basically depending on the nature of the episode and this is easier for me because I've got a journalism background and I think it's really important I know I share a lot of posts about the podcast but it's my main it's my main marketing channel really so I feel like I I, and I know it's really valuable content so that's why I share a lot of posts about it I will also write if I've got a guest I'll write a social media post for them as well so they don't have to do any hard work to promote it it's really important um, to make it as easy as possible for your guests to promote the fact that they've been on your podcast. So if you've written a post for them, then it's more likely that they're going to help you by sharing it. Um, the next thing I do is I send out all of those social media posts. So on the Thursday morning, I'll post on my Facebook business page. I'll post in Publicity for Pet Businesses group, in my Pets Get Visible group, in my um, I'll post on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter and probably 
and also in my newsletter as well. So I write an email every Thursday morning to promote the podcast and to tell people what episode is out and why it would be helpful for them or what they're going to get from listening to it. And I send that out to my email subscribers. And the idea is that that goes out every Thursday morning at seven o'clock as well. So that will bring people to listen to my podcast. Um, I will create a carousel in Canva, usually for Instagram. I will create a pin in Canva for Instagram for um, Pinterest. The other thing I do is I choose um, an audio clip and I make a headliner video. So a headliner video is where you have a cover with you know the title of the podcast, and then there is a short audio clip where the person on the podcast, either me or the guest, is talking about a key point that's been covered. Um, that costs me ten pound a month for headliner. Make the headliner video, that usually takes about 20 minutes, and then I will put the headliner video on Facebook, on my Facebook page, in my Publicity for Pet Businesses group, in my Pets Get Visible group, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter, and I will share that usually on a Friday or a Saturday, and then I will promote it again on Monday. I have an email that goes out every Monday, my newsletter, so I will mention the podcast again in the Monday newsletter, and I will promote it again on Monday on all social media platforms and I'll also engage with all the social media posts as well. So if people have said that they like the episode, I'm going to go and say thank you. Um, so I'm checking in and seeing what kind of feedback I'm getting. And also I quite often will get um, ideas from the feedback as well. Sometimes what I'll do finally is I will share in other Facebook groups. I don't do that very often really because I don't want to feel spammy. Um, but I feel like if it's relevant to a Facebook group that I'm in, for example, like I'm in Pet Professional Network, so I will go and share the Aileen interview in there because she's a member as well. Um, I'll share, you know, if if it feels right. Um, some Facebook groups have like sharing threads on there where you can share your content, so I'll share it in there. Um, so yeah, so that is what goes on behind the scenes of each episode of my podcast, and it is. I haven't talked about all the costs in there either, but it does cost me, I reckon, about, I'd say probably £500 a month to do the podcast if I think about the email, um, the email platform, the publishing platform, Canva, um, paying for editing, paying for all of the different, you know, bits of tech and stuff that I do and my time. I mean, I've actually not, not factored in my time as, as a cost there, but um, so it probably does cost me about £500 a month, say three to £500 a month to do the podcast. Um, depending on how much help I get with it. So if you're thinking of doing a podcast, then I really hope that that has got you thinking. And I really hope it's inspired you to go and do a podcast as well, because I think it's such a brilliant way for people to people to find out about you, find out what you're all about and decide whether you're for them. Honestly, like doing the podcast has been the best thing I've ever done for my business. I absolutely love that I can just hop on here, plug my microphone in and chatter away for just over half an hour about any topic that I want. I sometimes do 10 minute episodes. I'm planning to do more of those, but I felt like this one did warrant a little bit longer. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast for your pet business, do let me know what you think. If you want to have some support, you know, I, you can work with me one-to-one -one if you want to, or you can come and join Pets Get Visible for £15 a month. It'd be wonderful to see you in there. I hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know if you have. I'd also, also really love it if you leave me a review as well, wherever you listen to your podcasts. But I hope you found this helpful and I will be back with you next week with another episode of the podcast. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. 
for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.